0: 2024 is going to be all about the little tweaks we can make in our business that create a bigger impact. Don't you agree? Like I am so tired of the burn it all down, of the Create a course, then create a membership, then do this, do that. It's always like a burn it all down, start a completely new project or new thing. And even though that that has been great and has definitely served us for a season, other than the fact that we're all burnt out and half of us are completely leaving entrepreneurship, um, I feel like I am very ready for the shift that's happening, which I feel like is like looking at the data and making tiny tweaks to make things better instead of trying completely new things. So today I'm going to be sharing the top two things I think you can make, um, tweaks you can make in your website. Today I think that they will take you, I don't know, like less than an hour if you're really going all in on them, but honestly some of these could take you like five minutes. So anyway, there's two of them. Let's get into it. You're listening to The Kara Report, and we are a content marketing agency dedicated to empowering women to market their businesses in a way that creates lasting change. I could not be more thrilled that you're here. I'm Kara, and each week I'm sharing what I see real women in business doing behind the scenes to move the needle and make a bigger impact in their business. Trust me, it's not what you're scrolling past on Instagram. Ready to do the work? Me too. Let's get into it. Okay so the first one is updating your 404 page and hear me out on this. The 404 page is one of the most underutilized pages in my opinion and if you have a regular blogging strategy it's something that you don't want to sleep on anymore because the more content you have, the more likely you will eventually have more broken links. Hopefully you are also running your website through a broken link checker. But I think of something like this podcast in every single episode, I have my podcast show notes, which have links, which sometimes I think you guys are clicking on the description links. And most of the time, I think you're heading to like your computer and typing them in if you're visiting them in that capacity, because obviously they're all short links. And that increases the risk that you're going to type it in wrong or something is going to happen that is going to lead you to a 404 page. And let me tell you what most of the websites I come across 404 page looks like. It usually looks like a GIF that's like, oopsie, how did you get there? Or like, I guess I was cleaning up and missed this page or something like that. Here's what I think you should have instead. One, Give them a list of the top blog posts, the most popular posts or freebies that you have on your website. chances are if they were looking for something specific on your site, they're also interested in your most popular pieces. So keep them on your website a little bit longer with something like that. The next thing that I like to include is a search bar, which I know search bars are one of the things that are not perfect in Show It, and I feel like most of us are using Show It, but definitely give them an opportunity to use a search bar or have like a navigation. Like, did you mean to find your way to one of these, you know, X top pages? My last thing that I would include if I were you is some sort of contact form. Like, can you tell me how you ended up on this page so that others don't suffer the same fate like do the good karma thing help me out let me help you find what you're looking for do you mind just sending me a quick note that lets me know how you ended up on a 404 page and then when people do fill it out which by the way I have one of these on my website and people do fill it out so this is definitely worth doing because then you can fix it and convert that page better So that's your 404 page little tweaks that you can make. Take a look. I I mean, a GIF is cute. It's a great way to show off your personality, but it's definitely not enough to keep people around if they're not already familiar with you. Second, let's talk about the contact page. So yes, you should have a form. What I like to do, because I know we all like those HoneyBook forms or Dubsado forms and they're great for us as business owners because they give us the information we want but they're not the most aesthetically pleasing what I like to do is use a show it form with like a few questions and then underneath my contact form I'll be like do you want a form to guide you because let's be honest not only are Dubsado and HoneyBook forms great for us they're also a great way to guide someone that is filling out a contact form that isn't quite sure what to say I'm thinking about like in my wedding business, people don't really know how to fill out a contact form other than to say like, uh, I want to talk to you about my wedding. Do you know what I mean? Like a big empty space is not the most inviting and the easiest form to fill out. So having something underlined that links to my Dubsado form has been super helpful and yes, people do use it. So that's kind of what I like to do to make it easier to fill out a contact form, have the beautiful show it form that people can fill out when they know what they want to say, but then also have the dub or honey book form available via link. So it doesn't take away from the aesthetics of the page and also gives people who want a more guided experience space to fill that out if that makes it easier for them. So that's my tip for getting people to fill out the contact form. Obviously I would also, or maybe not obvious, I like to give them a few more ways to get in touch if it's like via Instagram. Here's my direct email if you don't want to fill out a form and my phone number if that's applicable to your business. So that's kind of like the things I like to do to make my contact form more, I don't know, more likely to have someone fill it out. The other things I like to do on a page is first have a frequently asked questions section. I feel like a lot of us do this, but I don't think a lot of us are using our frequently asked questions well I like to use it in a way to qualify people. So this could be like a, what is the starting budget? Or what if I only want a one-off project? Or like whatever is applicable to you. Use this as a way for people who are skimming to kind of pre-qualify themselves if they should even be filling out this form. And then also it's a great way of controlling objections. So like for example, what if I don't have, I don't know, a business yet? What if I don't have a date set yet? What if I don't, etc like what are people wondering that people might think that they need to have in place before they hire you when in fact they don't right like use your frequently asked questions as a way to get that kind of like out of their mind so that they just hit submit because you know as the expert once they hit submit you can do a better job of guiding them the third thing that i would include on a contact page is some place to keep them in your orbit whether that's like a Follow me on Instagram. Download some of my free resources. Here are some top blogs. The fact is that your contact form is the page that most people are bouncing off of, right? Because they're like, actually, I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to reach out. I'm not quite sure if I want to. And so that makes this page like key for getting more inquiries if that's what you're looking for. Then as a little bonus tip, consider setting up an autoresponder but not just any autoresponder. Like I personally don't need an autoresponder that says, Hey, thanks for reaching out. We'll get back to you within two business days. If that's what you have, I think that that's fine, but I don't think it's doing the most that it can do. I love an autoresponder that responds with more information. I know you can set this up in Dubsado. I'm sure you can do it uh, with other CRMs too, but it's like if someone inquires with me about copywriting, they're going to get an autoresponder that gives them resources about copywriting Versus blogging, versus Pinterest, etc. So that's just something to keep in mind. You can make these autoresponders really custom to what they're reaching out to, but also just like really helpful. And I like to like if somebody has reached out to you, and you're not going to respond immediately, right? Because you have a life, you have other things in your business that you have to do. So it's like, how can you keep people in your orbit, binging your content longer, so that they're not then off to the next thing? Because like. I especially get a lot of my inquiries from Google, obviously, because I am an SEO person. Um, and one of the issues with SEO as a lead generation is someone could type in wedding photographer in Florida or wedding copywriter or whatever, insert what you do, brand and graphic designer, etc. And you need to have a really strong website to keep them interested in working with you and kind of warming up in multiple different touch points, because otherwise they're gonna hit contact and then what are they gonna do? They're in search mode, they're gonna go back to Google and go to whoever's page two on Google or whatever, right? If people are in the mood to find their service provider and not that they expect you to respond right away, but if you don't give them something to read, something to listen to, something to follow, a um, uh, linking to your highlights on Instagram can be a great idea. Like give them a way to make them still feel like they're you know quote unquote being productive, learning more about what they want to outsource for. but keep them off your competitors' page. I guess is basically what I'm saying. How can you do that better? So anyway. Thank you for tuning in. Those are my two quick tweaks that make a bigger difference than you would expect. And that's fixing your contact form or contact page and also fixing your 404 page. I hope this was incredibly helpful and I will be back next week with even more goodness. As we wrap up today's report, I wanna end with a big thank you for being a part of our community. I appreciate you being here. If today's conversation inspired you to take better action in your business, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. It makes a big difference, trust me. And if you're looking to dive deeper into blogging for SEO and getting your business found on Google, our Blogging for Bingeable Brands mini course might be just what you need to explode your brand's online impact. Head to thecarareport.com BBB for more details and use code podcast20 for 20% off as a thank you for listening until the end. Until next time, keep moving forward and we'll be right here to guide and support you.